I'm Erica. And I'm Jules. Most people have at least one thing that they can't or won't eat. Yeah, we're definitely like that. We started this podcast to talk about the gluten-free food industry. Like new products and some of the stories behind your favorite brands. And living life with a specialty diet and also some important healthcare topics. Since we're basically both broken inside. You had me at eat. We're so very festive. Um, yes. We're decked out Clearly. in beige and gray. <laughs> because that's kind of how we feel right now. I have one decoration <laughs> right here. I have one decoration. Very I stole it from my daughter's room. Very Christmassy. Yes. I feel mm-hmm. like we would be much more in the holiday spirit should both of us not be out of our ears busy, up to our knees, yeah. wading through things to do. Yeah. And it's really... It's taking all the joy and enchantment out of the holiday season Uh, and making me feel very beige. (laughs) Making me feel very beige. Yes. I understand. I I feel you. I really do. Although, you know what? Your nails look festive. Thanks. You got some bright red nails Mm. going on there. I did. I painted them for last night's holiday party with my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. It was super fun. I wore a Christmas sweater. I like that. Aw, super was precious. It an ugly Christmas sweater, or was it a pretty Christmas? Sweater? Oh, it was an ugly Christmas sweater, but nobody else was wearing ugly Christmas sweaters. It was a jammy night. We were watching movies and decorating mm-hmm. Christmas cookies and watching Home Alone two instead of Home Alone. But we did watch Home Alone in the background. But um, um, yeah, it's just a bunch of my girlfriends from um, elementary school, actually. Oddly enough, and we're all in our forties and have kids and. Everyone came over and we decorated Christmas cookies and watched Home Alone mm-hmm. 2 and uh, were very festive. And it was probably going to be the best and only holiday party we have this year. Yeah. I'm not, oh, not I, feeling I it. I, well, I mean, you know, when, when you're self-employed um, and your husband is self-employed, you know, your partner is self-employed or it, like or you work virtually, like yeah. what holiday party are you going to? Like, I'm not going to any holiday parties. I never do. It's yeah. kind of lame. Like I'm like, I, I never get invited to a holiday party. It's very sad. I've worked remote for oh, well. so long that I don't even remember the last time I had an in-person holiday party, but I think it was probably like my first yeah. job ever at an ad agency because everything else I worked mm-hmm. remote. Yeah. That's so wild. No, no, no. I may have had one holiday party I'm aware in Austin. Um, But yeah, there's no real like company, whatever. I have to live vicariously through Matt. And he just had his um, white elephant gift exchange today. But he doesn't get to wear like an ugly Santa thing. Ugly ugly Santa? Is that a thing? Ugly Santa? Ugly Christmas sweater? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Ugly ugly Santa. He gets to be an ugly Santa. Um, Mm -hmm. Okay, that's good. They went, was it in person? Yeah. And they went bowling as their like group holiday party. That's that's, super fun. fun. I kind of wish that I would have gone to that because I think that would have been fun. But yeah, there's really nothing. And these women are all either self-employed or they're teachers. So it's not like there's a big holiday party with you and your sixth graders, you Mm -hmm. know? So it was was cool to get Mm -hmm. an opportunity to hang out with kids that are like vetted children that I know that aren't like hooligans. (laughs) Vetted children. I like that. You know how much I love 
kids running around, especially during a holiday party. Uh, but no, it was magical. Mm-hmm. These kids are great. They're amazing. I've known these kids practically their whole lives and um, just good people. I mean, this woman, her name's Denise. She went out of her way to bake tamales specifically for me that are gluten-free and dairy-free. So she like was like, hey, here are all the ingredients on all the tamales, the spices, the whatever, like tell me what I can do because I want you to feel included. And I was like, that is so kind and so sweet yeah. of you to include me. And that is just, that's how nice these people are. And I made my own holiday cookies um, just because we were, you know, we, they made a million gluten cookies because everyone was decorating, yeah. like all the kids, we were doing Royal icing. So I helped um, make some Royal icing and I helped teach them how to flood a cookie. Very exciting stuff. Most of them just went rogue anyway. Some of them were real wild my girlfriend who did yeah. the cookies were like, it's traditional holiday cookies. You know, a snail, the United States of America <laughs> cookie cutout. We had some foxes, just the most it's random cookie cutters. For Christmas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we made a funny. song about a Christmas funny. snail um, that sells clarinets to children and plays the piccolo. We had a good time. There was oh, uh, like it. sadly not enough alcohol involved, but there was children. So, you know, it's okay to have a sober holiday yeah. party too. Um, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Sorta. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, I got to like it was. It was either alcohol or excessive amounts of sugar. Oh like my god, one or the so other much to sugar, get you loopy. So mm-hmm. we had made. Um, I had a sugar cookie mix from Little GF Chefs that I had to make. So I made those. I did some royal icing flooding of my own on my own cookies, so I could decorate with edible markers that I had purchased for the kids. Mm-hmm. And edible markers are amazing. I've never used them before. I saw. I saw your mini shopping cart from Target. Oh my god, so <laughs> that was freaking the cutest cute. thing. I brought so many decorations. <laughs> Because I love mm-hmm. cookie decorations. And yeah. um, it was just really cool. And I love seeing people get excited about decorating cookies because it's always super fun for me uh, to decorate my own cookies. But I also have no one to share them with. But it was rad to like see all these kids. Like one girl like decorated it all Taylor Swift themed. It was incredible. The other one was just like wild stuff. It was because, you know, it was Christmas foxes and Christmas snails. Um, but then I also brought yeah. over some cupcakes from your cake mix, which is our all-time favorite cake mix ever. And I ran out of cake mix, and you gave me a good recipe to use your flour yeah. in that can also be the same as your cake mix, pre-made cake mix. So I'm very excited to. What do you think? Continue when you made baking. it from scratch, or have you made it from scratch? I yet? haven't made it from scratch yet. That is on oh, my okay. list this I week. See. Yeah. Well, that's why I ended up making the cake mix was because the the recipe from scratch was so dang popular that everyone was like, please make this into a mix. Such an easy cake mix. It's my favorite. Matt is like, yeah. Matt's obsessed with it. We ate a whole cake between ourselves in two days. <laughs> I love that. Don't I love that. tell anyone. I was almost <laughs> it's just ashamed. between you and me. No one else will ever know. I was this. almost ashamed of the amount of cake that I ate in one day, but it oh like, God, I think you should be proud. Oh my God. It's so freaking good. Your cake it's mix is cake. like, it's an unhinged amount of, of good cake. It's it's wild. Um, it does make a lot of cake. It does. Not apparently. It's two <laughs> servings. Two people, two servings. One day, you're good to go. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. We That's did that. I, like I will tell you, um, I was shooting for um, a magazine, shooting meeting with my iPhone, and I was um, yeah. using another <laughs> cake mix that I had found at Sprouts that I really wanted to try. 
um, because it was super popular and the buyers at Sprouts had been doing pretty good. And they started buying this brand. And I'm like, ooh, this brand has great branding. It's so beautiful. It's um, different ingredients. I'm like, ooh, this is kind of more paleo. Um, and I'm like, this is odd. Okay, I'm going to buy the cake mix. Spent like maybe $12 or something. It was like this insane price. And I'm like, well, it's a gorgeous mm-hmm. package. It was effing unedible. I threw the whole thing away. <laughs> I want to say it's like, su- it's not Sweet Lauren's, but it sounds like that. And it is it's gorgeous on the outside, but I'm like, who ate this and chose it to go into sprouts? I was so angry. And I, I know when people come completely unhinged about like throwing their gluten-free crap away, because that's exactly Mm -hmm. how I felt. Yeah. Because I always stick to the same cake mixes and I'm like, I got this same bread mix. I got this. It was so gross. I was so mad. Well, and that's when people, you know, gives gluten-free a bad name and because people buy stuff off the store shelves like that and they take it home and they're like, oh, I guess this is what gluten-free is. It's so sad. And, and I don't know who, who markets this stuff, who, who puts it in a bag, gives it to all their friends and they're all like, yeah, like, okay, you should go sell that. That's amazing. So it's, it, it happens and that's. It's weird. I will call it out because the brand is called Sweet Laurels. And I really wanted to love mm. this. Um, it's not even certified gluten-free, I don't think. Mm. Um, which I'm like, it's fine. It's paleo. It's an almond flour mix. I'm going to try it because I do like some paleo mixes. But mm-hmm. this was um, not good. And you also have to add oh, like a cup of maple syrup to it. And I love expensive. They're using like fair trade cocoa. It's non-GMO. Like there's all the things that I love. And I was like, oh God, this is not good. And I threw it away Mm. and I was so mad. And like it ships nationwide. You can buy a cake kit, a cake kit that comes with a vegan caramel sauce, vanilla extract, like all these things that are branded in there to like make a cake, 55 bucks. 55 freaking dollars, 55 freaking dollars. And I'm like, I hated it. And I was so mad. Anyway, that was my Sprouts ranch. But I'm just like, I was mad because Sprouts replaced a lot of really good stuff in their baking aisle for some of these keto and paleo things. And I'm like, hey, wish they were good. Wish they were good. That's really sad. That's too bad. Yeah. It is a bummer. Wow. Yeah, I I have to I have to send you one of my Nada bags. Oh, I have Nada one. Flour makes amazing cake. I have one, and it's completely paleo. So okay, well, I wasn't even one. looking for a paleo mix. I was just like, I want to try this because <laughs> it's so pretty. It's gorgeous. It's yeah. the most gorgeous branding, and I'm oh, so mad. I have to look for it. I don't know why I just went oh, on that rant, but I was and just not like, buy it. <laughs> I so I hate it because I was baking all. You know that day like when you're baking. Yeah all day and I was baking like four different mixes, four different cookies, Mm -hmm. cakes, blah, 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 blah. And then these came out of the oven and I'm like, oh no. I stopped it. Yeah. That's sad. That's very sad. I'm so sorry. That's fine. And maybe maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's just me. No, you've tasted a lot of gluten-free stuff. And I feel like you're a pretty decent taste tester because you're fair. I mean, it's not like you're like, oh, I only, you know, no. you're, you're willing to try all kinds of stuff and you're, you're very fair. And we go to Expo, we taste yeah. everything at Expo. Like, I, I feel like you, you know what you're doing when you're tasting. 
more than a lot of other people. I just was like, a lot of people don't have the opportunity to taste as many things as you do. Yeah. And with the magazine and stuff, we, we, we had, we've tasted stuff. I mean, we've tasted almost everything. I haven't tasted that brand, but uh, we've tasted a lot. Of now stuff. I kind of want you to, I might buy one and send it to you with your <laughs> Christmas gift. <laughs> I, hope, I, I honestly, I might, because I think it'd be a good test. Okay. I don't want to waste a whole cup of maple syrup. That stuff's really expensive. It is actually very expensive. And I mean, and I love maple syrup and that's all. I I mean, I don't use the fake syrup, but like, I I mean, I love it. You don't like the pancake syrup? Like that's not real syrup. Yeah. No. Don't use that on anything, guys. No. Mm -mm. No, please don't. But can I, I want to get back to something you said earlier. If you don't mind. Can I interrupt you? You can. Like, are you done talking about that cake? I'm not talking I mean, about the cake that I threw away. No. The cake that you threw away. It's very sad. Very sad cake. Um, no, something you said earlier, it just it struck a note for me. And I, and I really think a lot of people, I, I know a lot of people will be like, oh, yeah, absolutely. This is me. Because you said something about how your friends make you feel so special. Because when you go to their house or you, the party, wherever, like they go out of their way to buy special things and show you all the ingredients and like make something so that you can have it and you can participate and you can be a part of that group, no matter like what the event is or what the occasion is. And I think at the holidays, especially because you're gathering with a lot of people, some of whom, you know, you might not see very often, um, it's even more important. To, to do that for your family and your friends, but not everybody has a group like that. That is so great. Like what, what you're describing. Yeah, I'm so lucky. Anyway. Yeah. I know I'm lucky. You are so lucky. You are so lucky. But so I, what I'm getting at is we just had a big holiday Thanksgiving. And of course we have all these holidays in, in the month of December as well, where people are gathering. And I commented on someone else's post and my comment was, their, and their post was that their family had made them an entirely gluten-free Thanksgiving. Like the whole thing was gluten-free. It was great. It was wonderful. The whole family ate gluten-free and it was a, just a blissful, joyous occasion. My comment was, it's so thoughtful when others take your restrictions into account and don't make you feel like you're a quote problem. You are blessed, my friend. That was my comment. I have more likes on my comment on someone else's post than I have on almost any of my own posts. <laughs> <laughs> like if we did a year in review of my Instagram posts, this comment would be one of my top 10. And it's not even one of my posts. It's because that resonated with so many yeah. people. Because that feeling that, um, you know, it, it means so much to have that feeling of inclusivity but also the fact that people don't make you feel like you're a problem. You know, when people are like, oh, I, I went here and there and there and there and did all these things for you. That makes me feel like I'm a problem. Yeah. Like, don't do that. I don't need to be but fixed. Do I don't I don't right. need you to fix me. I'm good. Yeah. But uh, they just yeah. are just like, hey, do you, do you want me to go pick up your favorite pizza from Picasso's? Do you want me to go to Intentional Foods and get you anything? That like my girlfriend went to... Um, because we had a party before my girlfriend's 40th, same people. And my girlfriend went to a new gluten-free bakery that opened up near her house and got me like a brownie and cupcake. They were not good, by the way, at all. 
Bless. A lot of bakeries aren't. I know. Sorry. But they did it and they are so kind to just like, I didn't ask for it. Obviously I'm not like, Hey, new bakery near you. They heard about it. They checked it out. They bought me something. They're so kind. And I'm sure it was so much money and it was not good. Following up on that, my girlfriend went to that, another girlfriend went to that bakery and I'm like, Hey, did you run into the same problems? Everything's super dry. It was not tasty. She goes, yes. They have like two good items and they're like their croissants, which is a good item to have. That's good. But it really bumps me out that it's like a new bakery. And of course I tried two things and I'm all, Oh no, these are not good. But like the Mm. thought that counts. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. Well, and that goes back to the the other thing I said earlier is like, it's unfortunate it gives gluten-free a bad name. Mm. It's it's unfortunate that so many people who get into the bakery business don't know that gluten-free can be so much better. I mean, they're just using rice flour and they're using like, you know, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're they're using. They're just thinking that they just have to, well, most of it is like rice flours, Um, but a lot of it, they're just, you know, they think that that's what it has to taste like. And it doesn't. I mean, we've tasted amazing foods from bakeries, gluten-free bakeries around the country. And obviously we can make it at home that yeah. it tastes amazing. So it can be done. Um, so if you're a bakery listening to this, don't settle for nasty stuff. I'm called Jules apparently because she'll wholesale <laughs> to you just like Trace Gatto's Cafe. You can do it. If Erica can do it, you can do it. You can learn how to flood a cookie. You got this. That's right. It's fun and it's easy. Guys, holiday baking doesn't have to be scary. I promise you. I thought it was before. And when I first got diagnosed, I will always reflect on my first Thanksgiving pumpkin pie that I made. And it looked like a raccoon had made it in the back of a dumpster. It was horrible. It was horrible. (laughs) If my book could have had pictures, it would have had that picture in it because it just showed you how horrible I was at baking because I didn't understand it. But now if I actually took some time and effort into learning about the science behind baking, and it's not even that, it's knowing about good products, you can make things, you can do it yourself. Mm -hmm. You can make a a three-tiered cake. You can make a pecan pie. You can do it and you can make it dairy-free. You can make it egg-free. You just have to know what you're doing. Um, and thankfully years later, I do know what I'm doing, although I probably have not done a pumpkin pie since. So maybe that's my downfall. No, it's probably because you've, you've found one that you like and you just, yeah, buy I'll just it buy it. Something, right? So much easier, yeah. <laughs> but I'm saying you can do it. Although pumpkin pies are like one of the easiest things to make. I know. Um, but this is really what this episode is all about is about holiday baking. You can do it. You can do these things. I promise you if Jules and I can do, well, not Jules, she's professional, but if I can do it, you can do it, you know? <laughs> and, um, Jules has a ton of recipes too, that she wants to share with you that are like just chef's kiss, primo holiday baking champion like recipes. Let's do this. Jules. Yeah. It's funny. We were, um, we were shooting a video, um, the other, like a couple days ago. And I said something, uh, we've been saying this for, I mean, I think probably at least the last 10 years, if you can read, you can bake like, cause we try to make, you know, all I try to make all my recipes, my mixes, like very, very, very simple because I, I am not here to spend all day on a, on a recipe and like, you know, 7,000 different, um, instructions and all that kind of stuff. So I try to make it really, really easy. And Jeff came up with this, I mean, at least 10 years ago, if you can read, you can bake, like just follow the instructions and it will work anyway. 
So we were watching, and I, and I said this again on this video that I shot like two days ago. I haven't posted it yet, but like, um, anyway, so we were watching the, the great British baking show, which I still love. And I'm so far behind it. And they had this, this baking episodes, like these holiday ones. Do you watch that? Yes. Yes. I'm obsessed. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Have you seen the holiday ones? Uh, not this year's holiday ones. No, they have like this this compendium of all the yeah. holiday ones, and they have like so TV like show actors. Them. Yeah, 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 yeah. We saw Dairy Girls. Oh my god, that one was so but cute, wasn't it cute? Anyway, so I don't think this is the Dairy Girls one, but um, it was the end of some other one, and all of a sudden Prue comes on and she says. I've always said, if you can read, you can bake. And Jeff's like, she stole my line. Truly <laughs> stole my line. I know. So look, isn't that funny? Oh my God, that's so good. She literally said that. Isn't that funny? True. I like, Jeff's like, I've been saying that longer than Prue has. <laughs> Jules, tell us more. What are we baking this holiday season? Oh my gosh. I don't even know where to start. Okay. Let's start with um, fruitcake. Everyone thinks that fruitcake is something. Why? <laughs> Why? Because, because everyone thinks fruitcake is something you have to start like months in advance or like at least a month in advance. And everyone thinks fruitcake is gross. Not everyone. A lot of people think. Mm, I think everyone not. thinks fruitcake is gross. No, it doesn't have to weigh like 10 pounds and it doesn't have to be gross. I have an awesome fruitcake recipe for you and you can make it in like an hour or so. It's great. It's, it, I call it fast fruitcake. So if you're a little behind the eight ball like I am. I'm I like, just, I think all oh, of wait, is- it's fruitcake season. Oh God, why? You can just make a fruitcake. Because a lot, like my neighbors love fruitcake. My dad loves fruitcake. And and this fruitcake, I think you would like. It's like a, it's more like a, um, a denser, quick bread with like, um, you know. But it has like candy. That's disgusting. That's the gross part. That's the part nobody no, likes. I don't, I don't use like, I don't do the maraschino cherries and nasty stuff like that. Ugh. No. no. What about the anyway, green? What are the green things? Ew, I don't do those. Those are also oh, Those are gross. I don't do those. No. No, I like like um, you know candied citrus peel and stuff like that. Like I think that's really yummy. Okay, that sounds okay. But I'll let that slide. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Tell me you, about your. You know what you're getting in your stocking this year? You're getting a fruit don't. cake. Um, tell me more okay. about your fast fruit cake. No, that's all. That's all you need to know. It's fast. You just it's fast. what do you what do you put it in like a Nordicware pan or a bunk pan or what do you do? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, I you know you know I I always use my Nordic wear pants because they're just beautiful. So it's like candied and, citrus and, really, and yeah, and it's and it's it's like a it's got like a molassesy like you know spices that that type of flavor to it. It's really quite good, um, and it uh, and has liquor. Of course, the booze make it better, and it's very tasty. I am not sure I've had a fruitcake before. <laughs> Because what you're describing, it's not like that. Yeah, it's really good. Like what and they the used to sell, you, like Osco or something. Everyone gets like a fruit yeah. Cake. Those are nasty. Yeah, those are gross. And then like they never go bad. Those ones. Yeah, like, they, they're just like yeah. Wait, so fruitcake has liquor in it? Mm-hmm. Oh god, these look so gross. Yeah, I think for me it was always the green candy in it because I think that's disgusting. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what liquor goes in your fruitcake? Uh, and you can use different ones, whichever one you like. You can use like brandy or, you know, like uh, orange liqueurs and things like that. Mm. It's kind of like, you know, different options of things that you like, but you can make it your own fruitcake. But the, like my neighbors love that. I love giving them like you can bake them in little um, cakes, little um the ones that you buy, you know, at, at Michael's and stuff like that, or you can get them online. They're cardboard, but they have little stripey patterns in them and make them festive or whatever. But fruitcake is that. But the other thing that I like to give away to my neighbors is my mom's rum cake. Recipe. Oh my God. That's the best cake Easy on the cakes. planet. It is. I the love best that cake. cake on the planet. I and love that, that cake. That one is amazing in those little um, those little containers too, that you can give away. And I actually found this year, I found small cardboard, um, like tube pans and I'm going to bake the rum cakes in those and mm. give them out yeah. as gifts. Cause normally what I do is I'll put them either in little loaf pans or I'll make a big one and I'll put slices and cellophane and put a ribbon on it. Um, but yeah, that rum cake, that was my mom's like, special thing. And when I found out I had to get gluten-free, that was one of those recipes. I was like this, I have got to figure out how to make this rum cake. It's so freaking good. Usually I can convert recipes really easily. And that one was very difficult because it was one of those recipes where it called for like a cake mix and pudding and like all this random stuff that was like, that's not transferable to gluten-free mm-hmm. necessarily, you know, so it was a little harder, but yeah, that is an insane cake. That God, I love that cake to make that. That may be my favorite cake that you make. Oh, wow. Good to know. All right. Maybe you'll get that in your starting. I mean, I can make it myself I start too. Making that. I know you could, but it's you don't really, have to ship really it all the way good. from Maryland. Yeah. Well, it's fine. It's not that bad. But, um, yeah. So I'll definitely be making that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other cakey kind of thing. Oh, Yule Logs. Got to make a Yule Log, right? Have you ever made a now Yule Log? Now for that, do you roll the cake? Yeah, so when or it comes out of the oven, it? no, you roll it. When it comes out of the oven, it's just like a pumpkin roll. So you have to do the same kind of thing where it comes out of the oven mm-hmm. and you roll it and let it sort of cool in its shape, and then you unroll it and then put your fillings in it. And it's it's really very pretty. Um, they do a lot of those on the British Bake Off. They sure do. They sure do. Now yeah. there is an easy mm-hmm. cheat for Yule log and Nordic Ware has a Yule log okay. pan and it's basically you make <gasps> a cake right, within did. the pan and then you just decorate it like it's a traditional Yule log. But then I think people would be sad because you cut into it and there's no Because when you cut into and it and you're like, this is no just spiral. cake. Yeah. This is lame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not above oh, well. being lame <laughs> and having like a cute little Yule log cake, but like, I think it's mm-hmm. more traditional yeah. if you roll the, it. The spiral is really cute. Yeah. So, so my question is when and you then, make one of those rolly cakes, how does it stay rolled? It just like, so you take like a tea towel or something and then you just sort of like roll it up mm-hmm. and the tea towel rolls up with it. And then you just like roll it back up onto itself and let it sit there and cool. And then that's usually when you prepare your fillings and things and your frosting. Yeah, but like, and then you, then how you does it hold its shape after you do the fillings? It just maintains oh, well its then, natural structure because it had been rolled and dried? It it kind of remembers the shape. And the whole idea is that once, if you've rolled it while it was warm, that when you unroll it, put the, you know, sort of the, the filling on it and then roll it back up again, it won't crack 
that's what you're trying to avoid. Because otherwise, if you try to roll a cool cake that had never been rolled before, it would just crack. So then it will remember that shape. It'll roll without cracking. And then the way it stays is that you take the seam and you like lay the seam down on the bottom and that's how it stays. Oh, okay. roll. And then of course the frosting on top is what like seals the deal. And if it cracks a little bit, like don't worry about it if it cracks because you're going to put frosting on it. Exactly. It's okay if it cracks. You just don't want it to be like crumbly mess. You know, that's frustrating. And that's why it's really important that you don't use, you know, inferior flowers and, and things like that that are just dry and that aren't aren't going to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, there's so many of them out there. And I inferior just feel sad for flowers. Like, <laughs> I mean, it. they really do ruin a recipe. I just think a lot of people, when you, especially when you're newer to gluten-free baking, your tendency is to just say, well, a flower is a flower is a flower. And I used to go to the grocery store and it didn't matter if I bought the name brand or the grocery store brand, they're all the same. And so we all have that mindset. And with gluten-free flours, it's not like that at all. They're all totally different. No two gluten-free flour blends are at all the same. And so it's really best that you use the flour that, that is recommended for that recipe. Or if the flour says that you can use it in any recipe, then you can do that. But not all of them say that. So, you know, anyway. So we covered cakes. You got the cakes. Check mark. What's next? Got the cakes. Check mark. Um, Well, there's one that sort of is a little bit like cake and like bread. And it's panettone. Have you ever had a panettone? Yeah. So it's like fruit cake. You like those? Because that has the candied fruit in it too. It's like fruit cake. It's like a big, tall fruit cake to me. <laughs> but it's a bread. It's a bread fruit cake. It's a bread cake. It's a fruit bread. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I said it that way. Yes. Do you like it? I mean, I could take it or leave it. I know that some people go nuts, yeah. like when Char came out with their first one, and then there was another brand that had mm-hmm. it. Um, we were at Fancy Food, and we posted about people were losing their mind. And I'm like, wow, are you guys like super into Like, there's super fans, right? Um, I was never mm-hmm. one of them, so I could take it or leave it. I don't know if yeah. I got one, I'd be like, yeah. Oh, okay. I'd rather just have a cake, but. Okay. Panettone, I'm with you. I can kind of take it or leave it. I have a great, once again, easy panettone recipe. You can make it in a bread machine. Mm. Again, does not take long, does not require skills. It's fast. It's easy. Is it yeasted? It's, yeah. Okay. It's, I'm, I'm telling you, it's like a bread, but it has the, the candied fruit in it. So, I mean, I can also take it or leave it, but I mean, it's, it's one of those iconic, you know, things of the season, but I'll tell you, it's, it's an Italian recipe and there are a couple other Italian holiday recipes that I like a lot better. One is the Tarali cookies that, um, I had never even heard of before until one of my customers actually came to my house and delivered homemade Tarali cookies one year to me. And um, I was, I was like, wow, that's really sweet. And they were delicious, absolutely delicious. And trolley cookies can actually, I did research on this and they can take the form of many, many, many different things. The ones that she brought me, um, I also, I asked her if she would give me the recipe and it was a family recipe and she just converted it to um, gluten-free. So I just published These look like crackers. Recipe. Not the ones. Oh, they look like an, oh, like, an like crescents. That you can make them in an O. 
um, or you can make them as crescents. You can make some of them as savory or sweet. These are more of like an almond oh, yeah, yeah. sweet. Okay. And then they're dipped in like a little bit yeah. of a glaze and yeah. sprinkles on top. They're super festive. They're adorable. My family loves them. They're really, really good. Oh, it's with um, fennel. Fennel? Yeah, but I don't put that in mine. <laughs> like that would be more like the savory side huh. now. Um, but yeah. Um, and then another one that um, that I love that's Italian at this time of year, obviously, um, is Pizzelles. Mm, you love so good so good love the pizzelles um and so yeah we'll probably be making those i think those are so pretty this time of year either to make them flat or roll them up and put fillings in them what is the press that you use for that because that's what people are going to ask i have a pizzelle press yeah and so in my pizzelle recipe i have a link to the one that i use now i've had a couple different ones um the one that i had before was a non-stick one and it like burned up at some point and the new one I got is not nonstick. It's just a plain, um, you know, like silver kind of, um, plate to it. And I don't find that you need to really do anything to it. If it's the right temperature, the, the batter doesn't stick to it. It's really great. And they make those beautiful patterns and Mm -hmm. they're not that expensive. And, and I don't have a, um, a waffle cone maker. So, I use the same Pizzelle maker in the summer to make mini homemade mm-hmm. waffle cones yeah. for ice cream. And it works great. So, um, cause it makes those crispy cones and they're really, really yummy. So it doubles like that for me. So I think it's a useful, um, a useful appliance, you know, if you're thinking that you really like Pizzelles, but like, can you justify buying this? Pizzelle you can maker? always justify yes, buying <laughs> baking appliances. Because they're awesome. Well, they're I the can. coolest thing. Oh my God, you can always do it. Dude, I'm giving you this yeah. treat. YOLO by a Pizzelle maker, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I linked to the one that I that I use, and there's a picture of it in my post as well, so you can see what I'm talking about and what, what a Pizzelle maker is. If you're sitting there thinking, what, what the heck is a Pizzelle? What What's a Pizzelle maker? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yes. Then you, you go, oh, now I know what you're talking about. I know what a Pizzelle is. Okay. Um, another Italian recipe that I love at the holidays is my gingerbread biscotti. Oh yeah. You did just post about that on your email. The gingerbread biscotti. Oh my gosh. It smells divine. And it, it is, I put candied ginger in it. So good. Chopped up inside. It is so good. So, 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 so good. Um, so that's another Italian one. Okay. So, um, moving on from that. Um, oh, so St. Lucia bread. Do you ever have you is ever that Italian? No, is that I'm, Spanish. I'm a, have we no. moved continents? <laughs> it's it's yeah, no, it is um, Scandinavian. Oh, oh, we're in a whole other yeah. part of the world. Okay, yes, uh, yes. no, I have not because I don't know no. what it is. Okay, well, that's actually um, the thirteenth of December is Saint Lucia Day. The festival. I think you're just making and these things up. I know that you love food festivals, but or food <laughs> I holidays. Do. I love food. I love food culture. I love food holidays. I love just food. Any excuse to talk about different foods and recipes and make them. I am all about it. So I actually have a distinct memory of being in second grade and we had a Santa Lucia festival in my school. And cool school, we, man. The girls dressed up and we had wreaths with candles That's in our amazing. hair. And it was so cool. And I, that I learned about Santa Lucia then when I was in second grade. 
Isn't that cool? So the Santa Lucia bread that's on my website now came from an original Scandinavian cookbook that a woman in my church loaned to me. And she um, just passed away last uh, this year. And last year she, um, she had a recurrence of cancer and Jeff and I went to her house and brought her Santa Lucia buns um, to last Christmas for her to enjoy with her husband. Mm -hmm. And um, it was really sweet. Yeah, it was was very special. So um, she was a really sweet lady. But it's a very... No crying um, on this episode I know, of the podcast. I know. <laughs> if you don't I make get, these I buns, very... Jules is going to cry again. <laughs> hey, I everyone. Know. I get I get really... Um, I get nostalgic about things like that. But she's very sweet. And the recipe is really good. And it's you should try it. It's it's cool. It's it's like a braided um, bun where it gets... it gets It's like in a, a curly S shape. Um, that if you're listening to the podcast, you might, you might like go, Oh, I think I might've seen that before, but you can see it on the website. It's like an S shaped bun. It's bread. Um, and it has saffron threads in it, um, which are most expensive, fancy, the most expensive spice. Uh, yes. Um, so that, that, so it makes it a really pretty color too. How do you buy saffron? Uh, Marshall's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where I buy saffron. No, I know you can buy it. Um, that comes in jars. You can buy it at a lot of grocery stores. Too. The spice traders they, of yore traveled mm-hmm. across vast oceans with saffron just to deliver it yeah. to your Marshall store. Yes, yeah. That's, just so you can. Make that's how the spice trade went. Ones. You can learn about it in your history books. This time of year, you have to make challah. Back, girl. In terms of food traditions, you know, like this time of year, I, and I, I make it, um, I make challah like, well, I make it year round just cause it's such a good bread, but, um, I usually bring it to a, um, we go to a wine tasting at the end, like right before Christmas with, um, a bunch of older family friends and they usually request that I bring, the challah bread and no one there is gluten-free and they're all in their like seventies and eighties. <laughs> they love it. Are you doing any gingerbread houses this year? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Big ones or small ones? I have yet to decide. Okay. Because I'm like, Oh, I'll do them for the Christmas cookie. Nope. Nope. Not no time. So I may just yeah. have one for actual Christmas day. Um, but I've yet to make a decision on what I want to do. But mm-hmm. I love them. I love gingerbread. Yeah. I so gingerbread fun. cookies more than anything. Mm-hmm. So if anything, and I get real desperate, I'll just make them into cookies. Yeah. I know. I, I have like three, I think, different gingerbread cookie recipes on my site. Like I have a Thinger Snaps cookie recipe. Thin ginger snaps. <laughs> a Thinger Snaps. Thinger Snaps. <laughs> and then I have a Saft soft one and then I have molasses one and then I just published a new one this year called um ginger doodles ginger snap snickerdoodles those were so good so yeah I'm kind of into that spice cookie combination do all of them have molasses in them or just the molasses one um I think they all do I mean that's kind of like what gingerbread cookies require right Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think they all do. 
Matt told oh, me this. Late. Matt told me this year. Um, he's like, I hate molasses, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Are you sure? Why? Why do you feel so strongly about it? I don't it, know. And Matt? I go, well, Tell us. have you disliked everything that I made with molasses? He's like, well, what do you make with molasses? I'm like, every gingerbread we've ever had, like gingerbread cookies, gingerbread houses. He's like, no, I like those. I'm like, well, those are primarily just molasses flavoring. Yeah, like that's what the flavor comes from is molasses, right? It's also like ginger, but that's very little of the flavoring is well, the yeah, ginger spice, itself. like ginger or cinnamon, yeah. allspice, right. all that, whatever. Right. But right. molasses is yeah. like a key ingredient. So like, I hate it. I'm like, I don't think you understand what you don't like about it. But I'm, and people don't just sit in like spoonfuls of molasses. No, that's like, disgusting. Nobody does that. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah. so gross. And I'm like, I don't think you know what you're talking about. So you get no gingerbread cookies this year? Okay. <laughs> Put you down on your okay. naughty list. Fruitcake for you. <laughs> Fruitcake for you instead. That's right. It's just like right. a- a- after 12 years, I was just like, I'm sorry, what? You hate, where did this <laughs> even come from? I'm like, all right, damn. I didn't know. I'm glad you finally opened up and told me. I mean, how you really years feel. of therapy for him to be like, hey, I don't like molasses. Yeah. I don't even know if he knows what molasses <laughs> is, but... Speaking of cookies, I mean, this is the season for cookies. I, I can't even go into the number of cookie recipes I have on my website that I'm so not many. going to be able to make this many cookies um, this year. But you have to make sugar cookies. You got to do that. Like the cutout sugar cookies. You Obviously. You have to make those. Obviously. Uh, candy cane cookies. I just made those again. And I remembered how much I love those. Um, I don't know if you saw the video. I love I your candy cane cookies. One. They're so good. Yeah, those are so good. The peppermint sugar in that is just so good. I love those. Um, oh, chocolate crinkle cookies. Those are always a favorite. Those are so fun. Still have never made those. And they just Okay, well, those are super easy. You should make those. Um, snowball cookies. Are you a lover or a hater? I love them. Yeah, I love those too. Those are really fun. I love those. And then um, Healthy Gluten-Free Family has a recipe for those that are cinnamon snowballs. I haven't tried those. I usually just make them just like yeah. straight up yeah. pecan snowballs. And they're also called Mexican wedding cookies. Yeah, Mexican wedding cookies. So we cookies. have them at our wedding. Yeah. And everyone was walking around with like white. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> they are like the messiest Around their cookies. mouths. They're very messy. Yes, I know. Um, so anyway, those are just a few of the cookies that I definitely will be making this year. Um, and then, you know, there's some great quick bread recipes. I, I have readers still writing to me today saying that they're making pumpkin bread, which I am all for. But of course, you have to make the uh, cranberry bread. And cranberry orange bread is just, it's beautiful. The color and just the smell. And I just, I love that. So I'll be making that. That's like and a dangerous fruit last- bread-like territory. I don't know. That's starting, no. to, that's starting to creep into fruit no, no, bread. No, 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 no. It is so good. It is so good. Are you not a cranberry person? I love cranberries. I love making boiled cranberries okay. well, and cranberry you pecans. Would but, mm. You would love cranberry okay. bread. Okay. All right, fine. You just need to move next door, and then I'll just keep making things. I don't make any of I just want to buy it all. Okay. I know. Fine. I'm so tired. I don't want to do any of this. <laughs> all right. Last but not least, I just wanted to touch on something. <laughs> I am too. I'm tired thinking about all the things that I have yet to make. Um, but I, I definitely want to hit on some breakfast things because, you know, we've been talking about desserts, we've been talking about breads and all kinds of things like that. But 
I have to make more things for breakfast. Yes. Yes, you do. Like, especially like if you have people over for Christmas, like if you have family in for the holidays or what are you going to eat Christmas morning when you're opening your presents? Like we have a tradition every Christmas morning when we have cinnamon rolls, like you have to have Christmas Uh morning Uh cinnamon rolls in our house. The only question is, do we have which recipe? Uh Because there's this cinnamon sticky buns that my grandmother used to make every year orange rolls my father's did you guys have orange yeah, rolls like, yeah they were like that but oh. they were the caramel sticky buns oh. and my and it was on my dad's side of the family and then my mom's side of the family had like a more traditional cinnamon roll so it was like who wins out this year which one are we gonna make yeah my mom's and side I, of the family I, did that every christmas morning i remember growing up to that and it was always my grandma's yeah. sticky rolls and they were like orange rolls so i think good. um yeah I don't know. So good. Yeah. We haven't had that tradition so long. That just triggered like the weirdest food memory for me. <laughs> I haven't thought about yeah. that in forever. Yeah. They're so good. So I I came up with a recipe many, many years ago for the, the cinnamon sticky buns that uh, the caramelized ones or the, you know, the orange ones, if you put the orange in it instead, you can do it in a crock pot. And so like you can start it hours before and just sort of let it go and and have it be done and ready later so you can do it the regular way in the oven or you can do it in the crock pot method so it's kind of a revolutionary like you know leave it and forget it thing it's kind of cool like you put the dough in the crock pot mm-hmm. yep mm. because that recipe you put all the gooey sticky cinnamony stuff on the bottom and then you put the dough oh. on the top of it and then you close the lid on the um on the it's a slow cooker. Yeah. And then it like and steams then, and rises and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're and yeasted, cooks, right? And then, yeah, they're yeasted. And then when you're done, you flip it. And so it's pretty magic. It's awesome. Yeah. And then if you want to go the more traditional cinnamon roll way, I have three or four different cinnamon roll recipes. One of them is actually vegan and yeast free as well. And it's called my 52 minute cinnamon rolls. And I have it down to 37 minutes now, but that's because I make it more often than most people. But you can make it in 52 minutes, start to finish, done. But they don't rise because there's no yeast. No, they they rise like a biscuity rise because it's got, you know, baking powder, baking soda in it, not yeast. So you don't have to set it aside to rise. You just roll them and bake them. Um, But they're so good and and they're vegan and all that. And they're just delicious. But then I have the more traditional, like just the sticky, gooey, just, you know, melt in your mouth cinnamon rolls that are made with yeast Hmm. as well. And I have another one of those. It's an overnight one, which is also very helpful for Christmas because you can just literally make it, stick it in the fridge overnight and then just bake it the next morning and you're done. And that's, Hmm. that's a really helpful recipe. Another recipe that's also really good if you don't want to go to that trouble um, which is not that much trouble, but like if you just don't want to do it, is my overnight French toast casserole. I was just going to say, I know what you're going to say. Awesome. <clears throat> yep. Yeah. Well, there's, and for that one, I like using um, eggnog for it because I think mm-hmm. it makes it just super, super rich. And there's these great vegan eggnogs oh my God, right so now good. that you can get. I made it before store. with eggnog. <clears throat> it's delicious. Yeah, it's so, so good. And I think it's best if you use homemade gluten-free bread because you can slice it thicker, Thick. like Texas toast style. Yeah. And I just think it's a better presentation and it's like, it absorbs the yummy gooey stuff and it's even better, but you don't have to, you could get store-bought bread and use that if you wanted to, to make it just 
one and done, super, mm-hmm. super easy, no brainer recipe. It's and really good really with bread, seriously, sourdough bread too. Okay. If you yeah, want to use a pre-made bread. And you know what I've also made that with? What? My leftover St. Lucia buns. Ah. I made overnight French toast casserole with it. Yeah. You can you can use any bread in that recipe, honestly. It's just going to be different every time you make it, you know, and I'm sure that it is good with the sourdough. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So there's tons of recipes. If you just go on my website and type in holiday, all of these recipes come up. I also have a holiday ebook, which has a ton of recipes in it, including some recipes that are not on my website. Um, and then, you know, there's obviously other recipes all over the internet, but these are some ideas that would just get you started. Don't miss out on all this fun holiday baking because just, you know, because you're gluten free doesn't mean that you have to miss out on anything. When is the last day for shipping for your flowers, oh, like from your website? It kind of depends on where you live because we ship out of Baltimore. So I think we're saying the 15th, but that's like for nationwide shipping. If you live close to Baltimore or like, you know, in the Eastern corridor, um, you could probably get away with ordering a little bit later than that. There's just no guarantees because the shippers aren't guaranteeing anything. So, yeah. Who knows nowadays with the post office, I'm waiting for a very special Christmas gift for Matt and I have no idea it's coming from China. And so that's a very interesting little journey. Oh, it's it's on a house. slow boat somewhere. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. on a boat, yeah. a giant. Well, it's good you ordered it early. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and in our next episode, we'll be talking about holiday gifts. For Last minute holiday gifts. Special people get in your Not life. order it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> not order it from Etsy <laughs> uh, for a shipper that's going to mm-hmm. take 200 years to get here. So, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Well, then it becomes a New Year's gift. That's all. His birthday is in January. So it makes things very easy to kind of switch around every year. Shipping gets a little wonky. Depends on when they arrive. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I get it. Mm -hmm. Well, you guys, it is time to get ready for the holidays. You are now armed and ready with a gazillion recipes for gluten-free. I'm hearing ghosts. The ghosts have now transferred from your house to my house. You're now armed. You're armed with so many amazing gluten-free recipes, you guys. After this episode, we'll leave all the details in the liner notes. And remember to get uh, get your flour early. Get all of your ingredients because the last thing you want to do when you're making one of these amazing recipes is to not have something in your house. Because I just went through that yeah. and it is not fun to put on real pants and real shoes and have to go to the grocery store and go get eggs or something. Or get put, on, put on pants at all. Put actually. on pants at all. That's We're a pantsless household. Yeah, yeah, it happens. All right. Uh, thanks for tuning in for another episode of You Had Me Eat. We'll be back soon to talk more about the holidays. And uh, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We and wish you a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And Happy Hanukkah. New Year too. Goodbye. All right. Thanks for tuning in to You Had Me Eat, the number one voted gluten-free podcast in the country. Remember to like and subscribe, tell all your friends, and we'll talk to you next time.